From the great state of Ohio, Buckeye Firearms Association presents Keep and Bear Radio, fighting for Second Amendment rights, calling out media lies, and telling the gun grabbers to come and take it. Now, Keep and Bear Radio. Ohio has passed a new permitless carry law, which goes into effect on Monday, June 13, 2022. It makes Ohio's concealed handgun license optional and makes other important changes. We've been getting a ton of questions about this. Is the licensing system going away? Does it change how you can carry in your car? What about transporting long guns? or carrying in other states? Will it change who can carry, what you can carry, or where you can carry? We'll answer all these questions and more on this episode of Keep and Bear Radio. I'm Dean Reek, Executive Director of Buckeye Firearms Association, and I'm joined by attorney and firearm law expert, Sean Maloney. Hi, Sean. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Dean. Great to be back again. So I guess you're probably as excited as I am with Senate Bill 215, having gone through both chambers and having the governor sign this into law. Uh, You know, we've been getting lots of questions about this, lots of excitement. Our phones have just been exploding. Have you been getting a lot of questions down south? I've been getting quite a few questions, uh, both emails, text messages, and a few phone calls. Uh, Some things are a little confusing to people because they haven't had the opportunity to, to review the legislation, and a lot of them have had a chance to, to read answers to common questions about Ohio new permitless carry law that we have posted on Buckeye Farms Association's webpage. And that really answers all the questions. And you know, all the questions are good questions, so uh, it, it's not like uh, people aren't paying attention to what's been going on. And of course, we are talking about the new permitless carry or constitutional carry law here in Ohio. And we have confirmed that it does go into effect on June 13, 2022. That's a Monday, June 13, 2022. Sean, uh, I just saw it on the Ohio legislature website today, so they do have it posted officially. So we were kind of wondering what the count was. Was it the 12th or the 13th, 14th? We've seen different dates. We counted it out ourselves as June 13, and and they have confirmed that we were correct. That, That is the day that the new permitless carry law in Ohio goes into effect. So I'm glad I can count. Well, I'm glad you clarified that for me because I ended up just saying the week of the 12th because I couldn't come that close. I I didn't have any idea how long the Secretary of State had that before uh, he approved that. And uh, in fact, if you remember, I called you and and asked you for the section of the code and where where does this 90-day period thing come from? Because I was getting asked that also. So I'm glad you clarified that for all the people because certainly we don't want people uh, permitless carrying before they're legally allowed to do so. Well, so what I did was I just called the Secretary of State's office and I just asked. I said, you know, when was this enrolled? And they said that after the governor signed the bill, I mean, it was enrolled almost immediately. I got the call from the governor's campaign um, on, I think it was on Monday the 14th, and it was like 4.50 in the afternoon. So I guess it was enrolled almost immediately. So that gave me the beginning date. And then the rules actually are that it's 91 days. And I know that doesn't seem to make sense, 
But just in case anyone's interested, the Ohio Constitution actually requires that 90 full days elapse before a law goes into effect. And the reason is that uh, you need that 90 full days for a possible referendum petition to be circulated. So that 90 days have to, has to be available for that petition. Therefore, any law, after it's enrolled, has to go into effect on the 91st day. That's just you know, physically how it works out. So as long as we have that beginning day to start the clock, we can count it out. And I probably counted it four or five times just to make sure. And uh, it does count out to June 13 of this year, 2022. So when you wake up on Monday, June 13th, you can carry with your license. You can carry without your license. You're going to be good to go either way. Well, I'm glad there's finally an explanation. And then you found one for the 90-day period of time. It makes sense. But of course, prior to that, I had, I had no idea why people wait, why we waited 90 days for a lot of going. In fact, but that makes perfect sense for the referendum. So, Sean, let's go over the three big things that this bill changes. And this was Senate Bill 215, sponsored by Terry Johnson. And the you know bills are always hard to read. We have people contacting us saying, you know, I'm reading this legislation. This doesn't make sense, and they have questions. And I, I try to tell them, look. If you really don't know how to read legislation, you're going to have trouble. You cannot read things in isolation like a sentence and expect to understand it because things refer back and forth through the law. So it's pretty complicated. But there are three essential things that this bill, this new act, will change. So number one, Ohio's concealed handgun license will become optional. Now, that's the best way to think about it. People call it permitless carry. People call it constitutional carry. I've been calling it license optional carry because that's what makes the most sense. It's, it's easiest to understand if you just think about the license as being optional. So right now, if you're currently qualified by law to obtain a CHL and carry concealed, you will be able to carry concealed without a license beginning on June 13th. Now, there, there's a caveat here about school zones, and I want to come back to that in just a moment, Sean. But otherwise, nothing will change regarding who can carry, what you can carry, or where you can carry. So the same rights, the same responsibilities apply, whether you have a concealed handgun license or, law or not. Uh, the second thing that changes is that you'll no longer be required to promptly inform. We've had this for a long time. It's very confusing. The current law says that if you're stopped by law enforcement, you must promptly inform the officer if you're carrying a concealed handgun. Nobody knows what promptly means. I don't know what promptly means. Nobody does. In addition, you must inform every other officer you encounter. So if you have a traffic accident, a dozen officers show up, you could be obligated to inform every single officer who shows up at that accident. It's kind of ridiculous. And finally, this is going to change all that. When the new law goes into effect, you'll need to inform only when or if an officer asks if you're carrying a handgun. And you're only obligated to inform the first officer who asks. So it's going to be really simple. If someone asks, you just answer the question. The third thing, in Ohio, you will no longer be required to carry the license, the piece of plastic. I carry one in my wallet. I won't have to after June 13th. If you choose to obtain 
a concealed handgun license, you will no longer be required to carry the physical license on your person while you're carrying a handgun. Now, be careful because if you go to other states, you might still be required to have that piece of plastic with you. As always, Ohio laws affect Ohio only. When you go into another state, you have to follow the laws of the other state. So, Sean, let's back up a minute. I want to talk about this exception. Ohio concealed handgun licenses will become optional, and you can carry everywhere you can carry now without a license, except for school zones. So explain that. Well, there's Ohio law and there's federal law that control a school safety zone. And Ohio law, we've had our exception that you could, that you could uh, if you had a concealed carry uh, permit, you could carry your firearm on the school safety zone property. And then if you had to get out of your car, you could lock the, the firearm in your car. But federal law doesn't apply those same exceptions as constitutional carry. Because remember, you're permitless carrying now. You don't need to have a permit. But under federal law, you have to have a concealed handgun permit to be able to uh, possess a firearm in a school safety zone. And, and, and that's a pretty, pretty big distinction because that can cause a lot of problems in the future. And so there's nothing that we could do on the Ohio level. In other words, we can't pass a law here to override federal law or to nullify federal law. The federal law just applies. So, you know, that's just the way it is, um, unfortunately. So, um, you know, there, there is, I think that's confusing for people. You have federal laws, you have state laws, you have federal enforcement, you have state enforcement. These are like two entirely separate regimes. You know, absolutely, Aaron. That's where a lot of the confusion comes in place. And actually, uh, under federal law and carrying a firearm in a school safety zone, uh, the federal law allows the states to carve out an exception if you have a concealed carry permit and the licensing procedures. And, and, and that's why the exception applies if you're a concealed handgun permit holder. But if it's permitless and you're carrying without a permit, there's been no background check. There's been nothing else done. And for that reason, I suspect that's why the federal government at this time uh, will not allow a state, states that have permitless carrier constitutional carry laws in place for those people without permits to carry within a school safety zone. So we have these three big changes. The license becomes optional. You'll no longer have to promptly inform just to answer a question. And then you'll no longer be able to re be required to carry the concealed handgun license. So that seems relatively simple, but we've been getting a truckload of questions through Facebook, through Messenger, uh, text messages, emails, phone calls, you name it. People are asking us all kinds of questions. So, Sean, I'm going to ask you some of these questions, and let's see if we can make sense of some of this. The first question is, will Ohio scrap the licensing system? In other words, is the licensing system just going to go away? Now, and, and there's a couple important reasons for that to happen. So that the CHL system uh, isn't going to go away. You can still get a concealed handgun permit in Ohio if you choose to. Now that I have permitless carry, why would I spend eight hours in a class? Why would I spend the licensing fees? Why would I jump through all the hoops to do that? Well, for a couple of important reasons. Uh, certainly where we live, where I live in the state of Ohio, I can be in Indiana. And in Kentucky, probably within 25 or 30 minutes. And the only way I can carry with reciprocity under my Ohio, Ohio permit is to have a permit. So for that reason, uh, the concealed handgun license is still in place. And also, uh, 
we were successful in getting the Ohio concealed carry permit to be NICS compliant, meaning that when we go to purchase a firearm, we still fill out the 4473 background check form. But if we have a Ohio concealed carry permit, they don't have to run the check. And if you've ever stood in line and waited uh, for a CHL when it's 45 minutes, an hour and a half, three hour wait because of the high, high volume of gun sales, you understand you know, how, how important that is and how easy that is. So you want the concealed handgun license for NICS compliant reasons. And specifically I do, and we all want it uh, to be able to carry with reciprocity in those other states. So what I think I'm going to do, Sean, is I'm going to maintain the license. I like having it. Uh, I, I, I suspect it's going to take a while for law enforcement to get used to the whole permitless carry idea. It's just sort of a backup especially for reciprocity. There may be other states where I can carry it without it, but I'd prefer to have it because I just prefer not to have the hassle. So I think that there are a lot of good reasons to have the license, and I suspect a lot of people will continue to maintain that license. So, well, I guess we'll find out over the next few years. I think you're right. Uh, it's so much easier to have your concealed handgun permit with you, especially when you're going into another state. We already have the problem that we have to follow the 50 different laws or the 38 different laws in the states we have reciprocity with. That's why the Traveler's Guide to the Fire and Laws of the 50 states is such an important uh, book that, that we sell on our, on our website, the Buckeye Farms website, because the laws are all different for the most part in all these states that we have reciprocity in, and we have to know the laws of those particular states. And so rather that would just be another thing on my plate is to determine Okay, they have constitutional carry, but can I carry in that state? You know, it's a double layer of protection to have the concealed handgun permit with me. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I was getting at earlier is, you know, don't immediately try to do the minimum everywhere you go when you're carrying. I know some people, they just want to do the absolute minimum. I don't recommend that because, uh, you know, if you, if you screw up, you, you might get in trouble. Uh, so here's another question for you, Sean. Will the application process change in any way if you're going to get a license? Does that licensing process, the applications, the fees, the training, and all of that, does any of that change? None of it changes whatsoever. Everything is exactly the same. Uh, it'll be exactly the same on June 13th that it was on June 12th. Nothing changes whatsoever. Still the required eight hours of training. Still the, uh, the same process, filling out the application, paying the same fee and going to your sheriff's office, getting the concealed handgun license. Nothing changes whatsoever. It doesn't impact that at all. That's another part of reciprocity, right? The The agreement with other states is based on what we do with that licensing process. If they change the licensing process in some way, we might lose some of those reciprocity agreements. You're 100% right. If you remember, before we became NICS compliant, we couldn't carry with reciprocity with Texas because Texas would not allow us to because we weren't NICS compliant. We became NICS compliant. We ran a NICS background check instead of a, the sheriffs individually doing background checks on us. And as soon as that happened with that permit and NICS compliant, we could carry in Texas and several other states also. So that's an, that's an important distinction. So what if you applied for a license and you were denied? Are you going to be able to carry with permitless carry, even though you were denied? If you were denied to get a concealed handgun license, then you cannot carry uh, under permitless carry also. The same qualifications apply to both permitless carry and getting a concealed handgun license. So if you were 
found guilty of assaulting a police officer and you can't get a concealed handgun permit for that reason. You can't carry under permitless carry for that same reason. Again, nothing changes. Uh, if you grab the attorney general handbook, everything in a handbook still applies to you with or without a permit. Yeah, that book really is a good resource. It's available at the attorney general website. You can link to it from our website as well. If you go to the CCW area, we have a whole page on concealed carry. One of those links goes directly to the book. So if you're going to carry a permitless, you're still going to need to know a lot of those rules. So I think it's a good a good idea for you to go ahead and read that regardless. All right, so what about your vehicle, Sean? Uh, does this change how you can carry in your car or in your truck? Nothing changes whatsoever. Uh, you still have the same ability to carry a firearm loaded in your automobile, uh, as a handgun in your automobile, uh, and you still have the same uh, options to exercise the Firearms Owner Protection Act to store your rifle, your shotgun in your trunk with the ammunition kept separately. Uh, that's important to know that we still only have a concealed handgun license. If, we have, if we're carrying without a permit, we still have to abide by the fact that we cannot carry any other loaded firearm inside our automobile except for a handgun, period. We don't have a concealed handgun or weapons license, so we can't carry rifles and we can't carry shotguns. That's what FOP is all about. So that's an important distinction. And we've had a lot of those questions and people think, well, wait a minute, I have a constitutional right to carry so I can carry anything. Just remember, folks, pretend you have a concealed handgun license, get the Ohio Attorney General's handbook and follow those rules. So you don't have to unload your gun. You don't have to make the handgun visible. A lot of people are saying that they're reading the the bill and that you have to do all that. Uh, you haven't had to do that for a long time, right? Every, everything remains exactly the same. Keep the gun in the holster, whether you're inside your car or outside your car. Don't mess with it. The law stays the same. Exactly. You can carry, store, do whatever you feel appropriate uh, inside your motor vehicle with a loaded handgun or unloaded handgun. Nothing changes. You can have it on your seat. You can have it in your glove compartment, on your belt, in a holster. It doesn't matter. The law's uh, don't dictate how we're supposed to carry our firearms if we have a concealed handgun permit. And then if we are, are choosing to carry permitless, nothing changes whatsoever. And I think you've already answered my next question, Sean, about transporting long guns. So, you know, the license is for handguns, it's not for long guns. You still have to unload them. Uh, we we're talking about rifles and shotguns. You, you have to have them in a, in a case, in a closed container. You can have ammunition, but it has to be in a separate container or in a separate like pocket or or something. You know, if you have like a rifle bag, the rifle has to be in one compartment and the ammunition in another separate compartment. And it all has to be stored somewhere where you have to get out of your car, like in your trunk or, uh, you know, the back of your pickup. If You know, if you have one of those things that closes off the back of the, of the truck and locks it up, you have to get out of your vehicle, right? Correct. And the only exception for that is, is if you have SUV or you have a minivan and you really don't have a trunk compartment itself, then you have to make sure that that firearm is stored in a lock container. There has to be a lock on it or it has to be locked in some way. Uh, that's that's the only difference between having a trunk and no trunk. But you're exactly right. The Firearms Owner Protection Act requires that you have to take more than one step to get your firearm, not reaching the back seat, but get out of your car and walk back to the trunk and open the trunk. And you're exactly right. Ammunition has to be stored in a separate uh, container location from the firearm itself. And I just want to stop here for a second. We have other questions, but I, I know that one guy 
contacted us and he was saying, you know, uh, can I still carry my gun like on the on on the seat next to me? Uh, he said, usually I have it like under my leg. Uh, you know, folks, that, that that's not a good idea. That's I told him that's not safe. It really should be in a holster. It should be on your person. Or if you want to uh, carry it off your person, you know, there are mounts that you can put in your vehicle. You can store it in a console. You can store it in the glove compartment. You can have it accessible. But don't put it on a seat or on or under your leg or, you know, under your seat in the car. That's kind of what the bad guys do. You know, you put on the brakes and that gun's going to go flying. That is not a safe idea. Please don't do that. And just because Ohio law allows you to carry the firearm inside the vehicle any way you want doesn't mean you should. You should still follow all the rules for safe gun handling because accidents happen because we're not paying attention and we're being negligent. I can't imagine carrying a firearm under my thigh uh, with the trigger exposed like that. that that's just something that, that I would not feel comfortable doing. So please remember, even though the law may allow you to do something, doesn't mean you should. So let's pick up with some of these questions again. Uh, can I carry in a bar, a courthouse, a church? What, what happens to all the carry zones? None of the carry zones have changed whatsoever. They remain exactly the same. You can carry in a bar if there's not a sign prohibiting you uh, from carrying in that bar, and as long as you don't consume any alcohol. In the church, you can carry in a church if the church specifically gives you permission or allows everybody to carry in a church. And court, courthouses are still a do not carry zone. So nothing changes as to where you can carry and where you can't carry. Uh, again, it's all the same. Grab the attorney general's handbook, take a look at it, and that'll answer all your questions. And property owners, you know, people who run stores, whatever, they, they still have the right to post a no gun sign. And we've been hearing that after this law was signed, that there are some signs popping up. Property owners can do that and don't panic. This happens every time we pass a big law. Some of the gun control organizations have a bit of a temper tantrum and they go around getting people to put up signs. Over time, as those windows get cleaned and stuff starts to fray and and all of that, a lot of those signs will come down. So, you know, don't worry, things will go back to normal in a while. But the property owners still can do that. The property belongs to them. They can post if they want to. You're absolutely right. And, and that's generally speaking what happens. Uh, they put up these laws. There's a little bit of panic or someone calls them and say, we better post. And then when uh, they realize that the world isn't coming to an end, people aren't dropping guns and guns aren't going off. And more importantly, gun owners aren't uh, patronizing us anymore. The signs come down. So here's a good question. Can I carry without a license in other states? You know, we've talked about how Ohio law only applies to Ohio. Does this change anything about other states? No, it doesn't impact other states' laws whatsoever. Uh, the fact that uh, we can permitless carry in the state of Ohio doesn't affect what has to happen in West Virginia and Michigan or any other states. Again, you have to check the laws in those states. And, and to tell you the truth, before I go anywhere, if I drive, uh, to another part of the United States, the first thing I do is I get in the traveler's guide and I look for each state that I'm doing and I, and I paper clipping because I'm going to be in those states. So I need to know those laws. And so, uh, again, every state's laws are different. This doesn't impact anybody else's laws, but the state of Ohio. Uh, Sean, we did an interview uh, on the podcast with Scott Kappas, who's the author of the traveler's guide to the firearm laws of the 50 states. And he talked all about that guide 
how it works, how he writes it. That's pretty much his full-time job now. Uh, he said that uh, you know he spends a lot of time keeping that updated. And this is a book that we sell at BuckeyeFirearms.org. Uh, just go to the shop link. There's like a red bar and look for the word shop. And that's the first item that will come up. So we can uh, sell that to you. We can ship it to you. And we'll send you some additional information. There's also a website called handgunlaw.us. That's maintained by a guy I know in West Virginia. And they do a really good job of keeping up with all the laws dealing with carry in all 50 states. So if you have any doubts, if you're going to travel, go to handgunlaw.us, look it up, and their stuff is pretty reliable. I I can tell you, Dean, that it's reliable. And it's been my experience that law enforcement, especially local law enforcement I'm aware of, and in other states also, they rely on handgunlaw.us and Traveler's Guide also because nothing changes more, no laws change more frequently than concealed carry laws. And when they're pulling people over from other states and they have firearms, they don't know what the laws of their states or if they, if they can carry or not. And so they rely on both the handgunlaw.us and the Traveler's Guide to Firearms Law of the 50 states. And I encourage everybody I know we all have smartphones and handgunlaw.us is just a, a search away, but it's so much easier when you're drop, traveling down the road to have that traveler's guide there. Then you can stop and just flip it open to that page and that information is right there for you to review it uh, or the passenger can take a look at it. So if you're going to carry and you're going to carry outside of the state of Ohio, you need to be prepared with all the tools. And I think a very important tool is the traveler's guide because you have to know the laws in the state that you're in. So what about non-residents, Sean? I know that uh, people have been asking, you know, can my family who lives in another state come into Ohio when this goes into effect on June 13? Are they going to be able to carry in Ohio? Yes, they can carry. That's one provision in this piece of legislation is that non-residents that can legally carry a firearm or that could legally get a concealed handgun license in Ohio, if they chose to do so, you can also carry without a permit in the state of Ohio. So... Uh, if you have a concealed carry handgun permit from another state uh, and you can get a concealed handgun license in the state of Ohio, then you can carry the same way that you or I could permitless. So we don't have to we don't have to have a permit uh, if we come from another state and we don't have a license in that state uh, or maybe you know we don't have reciprocity with that state. But now when you come in to the state of Ohio, reciprocity or not, if you can legally carry a handgun under the licensing, you can carry a handgun permanently also in the state of Ohio. So it's probably worth also mentioning, Sean, that Ohio for a while now has honored the licenses of every other state. So uh, if you have a license from any state, you can carry in Ohio. And now with permitless carry, you're going to be able to carry here without a license as well. So here's another question. And, and I'm serious. This is a real question we got. Can you conceal rifles and shotguns now? Sean, can you can you can you walk around with concealed rifles and shotguns? No, because we issue concealed handgun licenses in the state of Ohio, and that doesn't cover other weapons like shotguns or rifles. Now, I have a Levi's jean duster that I used to wear in the '80s when it was cool to wear something like that, and then maybe I can conceal a shotgun or a rifle, but kind of difficult to 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 put a shotgun on the length of your, your jeans and walk around and look anything as normal. So no, you still can't carry anything but a handgun concealed in the state of Ohio. And you still can't carry anything other than a handgun inside your passenger compartment of a motor vehicle. 
We have a concealed handgun licensing system. It's not a concealed weapons permit, so we can't carry anything but the handgun, and you can't walk around with a, a shotgun or a rifle concealed. The law doesn't permit that. So when that guy asked that question, I was kind of wondering, you know, does he have a holster to carry that AR? You know, I'm, I was certainly hoping that he was carrying it on his belt and not in the waistband. I mean, that seemed a little uncomfortable to me. But, uh, you know, teach his own, I guess, Sean. You know, if you want to stick an AR down your pants, that's, uh, I guess that's your right. But you just can't carry that outside your home. Yeah, m- maybe he was confused with, uh, with open carry. I'm not sure, but... Uh, seems like almost kind of a, a, a ridiculous question of how we can even carry like that. But no, folks, remember, nothing changes. The, everything that happens now is going to happen then. We have concealed handgun license, not a concealed weapons permit. So please don't get in your car with a loaded shotgun or rifle because you're, you're just going to be charged with improperly uh, transporting a concealed weapon. Okay, and what about storing a handgun in your personal vehicle in an employer's parking lot? There was a time when an employer could just say, you know what, you can't have a handgun in the parking lot, and we got that changed. So does does anything change about that? Can I drive to and from work with a handgun concealed, and then when I arrive at work, if they don't allow carry inside, can I put that firearm in my car, lock it up, and keep it in the parking lot? That is a good question because people thought that you had to have your concealed handgun license, but under the permitless license system and permitless carry we have, that does not change. You can still store your firearm in your motor vehicle, secure that in the parking lot of where you're working. But keep in mind, if you're driving an employee vehicle or your employer's vehicle, you need to check your employee handbook because they're going to they're gonna let you know if they permit you to carry a concealed firearm in their in their company property. And for the most part, it's usually no. But yes, you can still carry your firearm and park your car in the parking lot with that firearm uh, secured safely inside your motor vehicle. So that has not changed whatsoever. This is a liability issue where a, a lawyer somewhere, Sean, uh, has told them, look, you know, this could be serious liability if somebody gets hurt that, you know, we could, we could get sued. So they're just looking at the, the bottom line. They're looking at dollars. You know, that's what all it comes down to. Uh, for the most part, these lawyers do take a look at things. And obviously, they're not lawyers that took a look at uh, firearm statistics, uh, self-defense statistics, because they don't understand that, that concealed carry permit holders are the safest, most law-abiding segment of society. And I want those people working for me. And I want their firearms on my property because it makes us all, all safer. But generally speaking, that's where these rules and regulations come from. A lawyer somewhere in New York City or wherever their corporate counsel is sees this new law come out and says, oh, we better not allow anybody to permitless carry in our parking lot. Well, you have to because it's a law in the state of Ohio that your employer cannot prohibit you from basically deny you your Second Amendment rights from the time you leave your house for work until the time you get home at night. So again, we're talking about the new permitless carry or constitutional carry law that will go into effect on June 13, 2022. That's only, um, well, I don't know how many days away it is now, but it's less than 90, June 13, 2022. Sean, do you have anything else to say about this? Well, and one other thing I want to note, and you talked about it already. When we talk about the fact that in Ohio, we no longer have, are required to promptly inform a police officer that we're a concealed carry permit holder and we have our farm with us, that's huge. 
because Buckeye Farms had been trying to change that for several years. Uh, Representative Wiggum was trying to get that done. Uh, I, as an attorney, have con- been confronted with clients on a continuing basis because they've been charged without for failure to promptly inform when nobody can tell me what promptly means. And uh, I've even had a client come into my office that was in a car accident. Uh, four different police agencies arrived. He notified three of them that he was carrying. He didn't notify number four, and number four gave him a ticket. So the law has been changed. It's where it needs to be. Uh, Insurance for safety, safety of the police officers. So they should be the ones that say, hey, do you have a gun? And not now when they say, do you have a gun? You have a, you have a duty to, to, to inform them, yes, I do, or no, I don't. So that was a huge change for us. That, that, and it doesn't do anything more than draw a line in the sand, so to speak, or a bright line and answer the question, when do I tell a police officer I'm a concealed carry holder and that I have a firearm? Well, as soon as he asks you, no more, as soon as you roll down your window or you're pulled over, it's, it's clear for everybody. Uh, it's a clear distinction. When they ask you, do you have a firearm? Then you answer. So that was, that, that's big. So I know that the attorney general will eventually send out information to police agencies and they'll try to educate everyone because laws are changing all the time and police departments have to keep up. But Sean, honestly, I'm probably, if I get pulled over here anytime soon, I'm I'm going to still notify promptly. I just want to make sure I want that uh, law enforcement encounter to go smoothly. I'm not going to try to get away with the least amount. I'm I'm going to make sure that I don't get hassled and I know that, you know, a police officer's job is pretty hard. It's difficult to keep up with all the laws. It's, it's hard for us to keep up with all the laws. You know, imagine if you're a police officer and you're out there and every single day something changes somewhere. So don't expect every officer to be up to date on this on June 13th, the moment that this law goes into effect. I'm sure information will be sent out, but you might just want to consider that there's going to be kind of a learning curve for a while. So you might want to think about maybe if you want to keep carrying your license, maybe if you want to keep promptly informing, just to kind of avoid the hassle. And Dean, you're so right. I will never stop to promptly inform no matter what state I'm in and I get pulled over. If I'm carrying, I will always inform a police officer of that fact. And I promise you that there's a certain percentage of police officers, and I don't know what that percentage is, they will have no clue about what's going on. Uh, come June 13th. Their department's not going to make it clear. They're not going to issue things yet. And I guarantee you, many of the same questions that you and I discussed today, they're going to have. I'll get phone calls and they'll be asking me questions. So don't be surprised if if the the police officer just doesn't understand what's going on. It's not their fault. Again, they get a volume of papers and and it's going to be whatever the attorney general puts out, then whether their police chief or their sheriff gets to them. And so you just want to make sure that uh, give yourself the benefit of the doubt and make sure that, that you do everything prop- properly and don't do the minimum. If you have a concealed handgun permit or you qualify for one, there's many reasons, including NICS compliant and reciprocity to have one. Yeah, the key, though, is that you're not going to get in trouble. And I know a lot of people, they'll say, well, you know, an officer walks up and they just start talking and they'll talk for five or 10 minutes. If you get a really chatty officer or they're in a bad mood or whatever and you can't get a word in edgewise, you know, I've, I've, I know people like that where they'll start to talk and you, there's no way you can get a sentence out. And then you get in trouble if they find out later that you have a firearm. So, you know, I'm, I'm not shy about that. I'll just interrupt. And I would say something like, officer, look, before we go on, I just want to inform you. I have a, a firearm on my person. Uh, it's in a holster on my right hip. 
I have the license available if you would like to take a look at it. Do you have any orders for me? Or, you know, something to that effect. I would just come right out and say it. But there, there isn't going to be any legal repercussions after June 13th if you don't promptly inform. That's the important part. So handle it however you want, but you're not going to get in trouble if you don't promptly inform, and that's a good thing. And Dean, I want to thank you and Buckeye Farms Association for all the hard work you put in for really years uh, to bring this law to fruition and the permless carry in, into action in the state of Ohio. It may, it's so good for the gun owner. Uh, it makes things so much easier for any number of different reasons. And so, so thank you, Dean, for what you've done. Sean, you've been on the podcast a number of times, and I've never actually asked you to, to give yourself a plug. You know, I know that you're involved with Second Call Defense. You have a legal practice. Why don't you talk just a little bit about that? So, I mean, you, there might be a, a client listening to this podcast or somebody who needs some legal advice, and uh, I want to make sure that they know who you are. Yeah, my name is Attorney Sean Maloney. I, I guess I've been practicing nothing but firearms law probably for the last 20 or so years. I started a company, and, and Dean has been involved with that company called Second Call Defense. That's secondcalldefense.org. Uh, wealth of information there. We also protect you in case you ever forced to use your farm self-defense. And also, uh, get your pens handy. 513-463-0073 is the direct line of my office. If anybody has any questions, don't be afraid to give me a call because this is confusing. It's a great service that Buckeye Farms Association does to educate all of the, the Ohio residents that are going to be permanently securing because we're kind of ahead of the curve. The attorney general will educate you, but not until it happens. So uh, make sure that you give me a call again, 513-463-0073 is my office direct. And if you need to talk to me right now, my cell phone number is 513-484-0142. Sean Maloney, the only attorney in Ohio who will give you his personal mobile phone number on a podcast. That's, uh, that's, that's, that's pretty great, Sean, that you'll do something like that. And I can tell everybody listening, he will answer his phone and uh, he'll give you some great advice. So again, we've been talking about permitless carry, constitutional carry in Ohio. The law goes into effect June 13. It makes the concealed handgun license optional. You'll no longer have to promptly inform, just answer a question if you're asked. And in Ohio, you will no longer be required to carry the physical license on your person. So I hope uh, this podcast has been informative. We have an article on the website. It's called Answers to Common Questions about Ohio's new permitless carry law. You can go there. If it's not still on the front page by the time you get there, just just uh, do a search with a little box on the upper right-hand corner of the website and just look for permitless carry law or questions, permitless carry, something like that. And it'll pop right up. So, uh, Sean, I appreciate your spending time with us today and look forward to having you back again soon. Thanks, Dean. It's been a pleasure as always. That's all for this episode of Keep and Bear Radio. If you enjoyed the podcast, I urge you to subscribe. And please subscribe to the Buckeye Firearms Association newsletter at buckeyefirearms.org. If you'd like to become a member and support the work of BFA, go to joinbfa.org. Use the discount code PODCAST to get $10 off your membership. That's joinbfa.org. We'll see you next time on Keep and Bear Radio.